I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. Today, Allison, it's about straight white people's worst nightmare, a homeowners association. Boy, is it ever. Ooh, spooky. <laughs> so creepy. Ooh, they're going to get you with all them rules. Now, you do live in a place that has a strata. I sure do. <laughs> so I'm I'm expecting you to be the expert on this. Well, especially because I happen to be married with the Strata president. Uh, thank oh. you very much. Which is just like, it sounds like really good, but mostly it's just a bunch of old people coming to our door at very odd hours and asking Colin about really inane, stupid issues. That sounds terrible. <laughs> it's it's uh, the worst. Colin cannot wait to leave. He's retiring. So he's just like the old people complaints department. Yeah, it, he's in he was thinking just let's just put up a box where they can stuff like little little notes in there and that would be him basically. And then you just burn them all. <laughs> and then we just burn them to light our way throughout the cold winter. <laughs> Yes, I have their, oh gosh. Um, let's just, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, can you read the episode description? You got it. Uh, season six, episode 15, Arcadia. Mulder and Skelly pose as a married couple while investigating weird occurrences in a gated community in San Diego. The grossest part of this episode was Mulder. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> He was awful. This he was the scariest part of this episode. <laughs> Otherwise, um, I didn't mind it. It was pretty like tropey, the kind of weird secretive homeowners association strata sort of thing. It's kind of Pleasantville esque. Yeah, I will say it was one of the most straightforward plots we've seen in an X Files episode. Right? It was really simple. Everything was explained. Well, yeah, yeah, more or less, I mean. <laughs> but you know the real the real problem was the Far East, Allison. Oh, yeah, that's just that's where all the trouble is, you know, with all their <laughs> mysticism and ghouls. Uh-huh. Ghouls for hire. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> okay. Please hire us. I got really excited because the opening scene of this episode features the smackdown i wanted to see throughout the 90s mm-hmm. and this is the dad from even stevens versus yes. that ghoul from that one episode of are you afraid of the dark oh that's who that guy was <laughs> the ghoul from that one episode of are you afraid of the dark <laughs> yeah and also the dad from even stevens yeah no even stevens dad i was on top of i was like it's even stevens dad (laughs) i wonder what uh lewis and ren are up to probably eaten by the monster just yeah getting up to some trouble in that monster's belly so this is the smackdown that i want i was waiting for 
it happened. Even Steven's dad, he's a he's a rum rum rouser. <laughs> he's a rum tum tugger. <laughs> and he he does things wrong, like he does not paint his mailbox the right color, and he puts little doodly dads out on his lawn. Now, I would like to point something out here that is absolutely unimportant and uh, uninteresting, but I well, love it. That's why we have this fucking podcast, Allison. Yeah, that's true. Um, so he, uh, the the Wynn, the guy from Are You Afraid of the Dark, is supposed to be painting the mailbox's desert sage. But if you look at the pan- can of paint he has, it actually says dessert sage. <laughs> it's like a, a, a nice rum raisin. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, I did not mean, I did not mean that the guy from Are You Afraid of the Dark um, is the neighbor. I meant the ghoul. Oh, the ghoul is the guy from Are You yeah. Afraid of the Dark. Oh. Yeah. Uni- okay. Who's the neighbor? Because he looked really familiar. He was from... Um, Probably just a bunch of shit. He's from, he's from a bunch of shit. There was another guy, Big Mike. He's from ER. Big Mike. Yeah, I liked Big Mike. So except for the part a, when he well we'll huh? get there we'll okay. get there <laughs> so uh, neighbor versus neighbor d- dessert dessert paint make it look like a nice ice cream bonbon uh-huh. and uh, because the dad from even Stevens broke the house strata law he gonna be eaten he's gonna be punished yes yeah he does get he does get eaten by a monster. The the ghoul from that episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Do you know the yeah. one I'm talking about? The one that probably gave you nightmares? What? Well, refresh me. Okay. There's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark. It is probably the one that has haunted children the most. It's about a pool monster. Where <laughs> in the pool, you're completely... You can't see the monster. But it grabs you and basically drowns you. But when it comes out of the pool, it's this mess of like red seaweed and algae with a skull face. Ooh, I don't remember that one, but I, I am going to go watch it. Oh, be careful. Number one, do it while high. Cause you know, have some fun, have some fun with that. Uh, and it is as bad as probably the the monsters of like fallout that you're encountering currently. Cause I assume that you're playing fallout currently while you're recording this. Oh, I'm 100% in the West Virginia wasteland playing Fallout while we record. <laughs> I would expect nothing nothing more. Do you want to report, since this is, you know, a gaming podcast first and foremost, do you want to report on your uh, uh, 76 uh, hijinks? Yeah, I'd love to. It's uh, I am having a great time wandering around Appalachia. Uh, I have my favorite weapon that I've found so far is the Death Tambo. It is a tambourine. Covered oh. in uh, sharp, sharp things. Oh. And I, uh, oh. I hit monsters with it. They fall down. That's a melee weapon there? It is a melee weapon. It is a death tambo. Jeez Louise. Okay. Um, I do appreciate you sending me screen caps so I can live through this. Because it looks far too anxiety inducing for me personally. Uh, I, had a, who... I had a bad scare last night, I gotta tell you. Did ya. you? Tell us about it. I was walking around this motel in uh, up in the uh, what what they call the Savage Divide, um, mm. and uh, I had been here before, and it had been you know like pretty regular run of the mill enemies. But I went there wa- last night for some reason. There's like enemies forty levels above me. Jesus! 
I shouted, what the fuck? And my roommate was very surprised. Oh, I love your adventures. You, Allison sends me um, screen caps of all their adventures, and it's just lovely. Yeah. My favorite is uh, when you go to a church and it's full of uh, weird Mothman cult stuff. I'm looking forward to getting more into that. Now, I have to tell you that there was a bug during the beta where Mothman would just, like, hang out and chill. Oh. And lots of people just got to, like, chill with Mothman. You know what? I hope it's not a bug. I hope that's, that's how Mothman be. Well, he's not a bug. He's a moth. <laughs> God damn it, Allison. Buzzing. I like... My favorite screen cap that you sent me is that house full of cat taxidermy. Oh, God. Yeah, that was terrifying. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, that's it for... Uh, fallout 69 our fallout 76 podcast <laughs> more to come <laughs> that's the tagline yeah oh i like it is it <laughs> is it c-u-m it is c-u-m good good excellent yes <laughs> okay so we are at the beginning of the episode uh-huh and i gotta talk to you about Mulder's fashion Oh, yeah, I imagined you'd have a lot to say. The over-the-shoulder sweater and tight pink polo, is that too straight? (laughs) It is, uh, is it so straight it's gay again? Yes. (laughs) Allison, that was the follow-up question I was going to ask you, actually. Oh, no! (laughs) I think it is. Yeah, I, um... I think that is the situation, is that okay? that look is so straight it's gay again. Because I know, like, uh, identities, a lot of people talk about them as, like, a spectrum with two ends, but I like to see them as, like, a circle. Yeah. So, like, like the snake eating itself, eating its own tail. So, like, the- you just, you go too straight and you just go all the way back to gay again. That's what we call the Quiroboros. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Is that a new monster at Fallout 76? Yeah, I fought it. I killed it. I got its head. Nice. It gave me head. <laughs> and its tail. <laughs> it was easy to find. It was in the mouth. So we find out Skinner had this idea. And it was Skinner's idea. Oh, it was 100% Skinner's idea. Wherein Mulder and Scully are going to investigate some weird happenings in this neighborhood association. There's been three disappearances? Yeah, there are three three couples have disappeared. Okay, so Skinner's like, you know what I'm going to do. Fucking make these two uncomfortable. Especially (laughs) Scully. Yeah, that sucks. And uh, so Scully and Mulder are... Pretending to be husband and wife. They're undercover. Now, I want to say that this is... Skinner wouldn't be this cruel to Scully. So I think the underlying plan was to actually capture some of Mulder's sexual harassment on camera, which Scully did do. Yeah, which is perfect. Which is perfect. We have evidence now. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we've needed. Now, I will say when I looked up the... uh, the description for this episode, I did see a link to a YouTube called The X-Files hyphen Mulder hitting on Scully, parentheses, funny, and parentheses. Uh, it's not funny. It's not fun. Hey, 
It's not funny. <laughs> okay, let's, hey, let's break it down because there is someone listening, probably one person, they've probably turned it off by now, but I don't care, um, that actually do does think it's funny. Here's, I want you to step back, step back from the Mulder-Scully relationship and just imagine you are working with a coworker. And you and the coworker are pretty close. You've worked for many, many years. Uh, and um, he starts incessantly touching and hitting on you. Just in, but it's a, but it's a goof. It's yeah. bad. This is bad. I got really uncomfortable with how much Mulder like was touching Scully throughout this whole episode. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. They didn't have didn't... to do that to like prove that they were married. I, I, I just, like, as a married person, I actually don't touch my husband at all. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, you're married. You don't, you, you don't gotta play that game. You don't, you don't have to touch in public, really, honestly. You don't, yeah. I, you know what? You don't have to touch in private either if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's your business. That's your business. So we're introduced to the whole, like, neighborhood. They're very insistent that Mulder and Scully have to move by 6 o'clock, so they all help, I guess. Can we, yeah, can we talk about, like, how much all this stuff that they have to move in and, like, where did the money for this stuff come from? Is this just like, oh, this is a big operation, we gotta (laughs) shell out a lot of money to get all this fake furniture? Well, really, it's just, it's all Skinner, and he just packed his, like, worst lamps in boxes. Oh, yeah. He's just like, these lamps I don't care for. <laughs> not he big had, enough. They're not big enough, because he has gotten bigger and gayer, so he needs the biggest, gayest lamps. Um, So he just sent all the other ones away. Yeah, no, that makes total sense to me. Go live in the phantom zone of straightness. Yeah, with your small lamps, heteros. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet uh big mike who is uh i remember him from er he was just mm. kind of the cuddly big guy i guess that's just a nice steez. guy that's a nice yeah. guy um but he gets pretty nervous he's really nervous and a couple i know all the other homeowners are quite nervous um mm-hmm. the thing that we go to i have the next note is the neighbor dinner yeah the neighbor dinner. The featuring poor man's Leslie Nielsen. <laughs> yeah. Now, it may say strange that a bunch of neighbors have dinner, but our strata does that too. Oh. And um we were we're not Colin and I aren't invited to those. <laughs> He's the president. <laughs> Mr. President to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I think it's just we're too young and hip. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, that's what it is. We did get invited once. Now, I I sound like I'm complaining, but I'm not. We did get invited once, and I'm like, I that is my, hey, worst nightmare. <laughs> Having dinner with a bunch of old people? Are you kidding me? That I barely know? No, thank you. That sounds terrible. It does. Having to make small talk about your life. Oh, what do you do? I I don't know. I'm gay and I do a lot of crime. Sure. <laughs> the the weirdest thing living in a neighborhood association is 
Like, especially when you're like someone like me who, I don't know, sometimes I look like masculine or I have drag makeup and trying to explain that to other people is, I mean, I'm painting a really good picture for them. Yeah, but you know, like normies. Normies. So we do live next to um, a, oh gosh, she's probably in her 60s, maybe 70s. Uh, She's lovely. Her name uh, is, I won't say because that's weird. And she just thinks like, I don't know if she thinks I am a clown that works for children. (laughs) Because one time I do a fetish act where I'm a pig And uh, I have a ball cap on and big, like, drag makeup. And it was during Easter. And so I came out in full, like, not fetish gear, but I had the ball cap on. I had the weird makeup and giant eye eyelashes. And she goes, oh, what a cute Easter bunny. What? (laughs) No, ma'am, I'm a sexy little pig. I'm a sexy, sexy, dirty little pig, ma'am. You're mistaken. You're I'm sorry, mistaken. I'm a sexy, dirty little pig. You must be confused. I'm going to stuff an apple in my mouth and kind of gyrate on stage, ma'am. I'm not an Easter bunny. No, ma'am, people are horny for this, ma'am. <laughs> uh, so, like, I mean, I guess she thinks I do charity work for hospitals or something. Yeah, well, you know... <laughs> Uh, well, that's my life with my old neighbors. I love it. I love it. So the neighborhood dinner. Yes. What are they, what are they, they're secretive. What are they talking about? They're talking about the new people and uh, Big Mike thinks, I think we should just tell them. I think we should just tell them and that would be way better. And then, yes. uh, and then the women leave. Yeah. <laughs> the the women leave. Uh-huh. And then uh, the, the oldest man alive says to um says to them no or no he says yeah mike you do that that's great and then mike leaves and he says to the other guy what are we going to do about mike now mike leaves to go drop a load off at the pool he certainly does he he was eating a lot of dry turkey on that plate so you know he got to dump out oh absolutely big mike is the hero we deserve i you know i respect and i relate to big mike <laughs> Number one, don't like awkward dinners. Number two, I'm going to have to poop a lot. Number three, hey, awkward as hell amongst everyone. Uh Uh-huh. Number four, wears a lot of plaid. He sure does. Oh, yeah, Big Mike might be like me. (laughs) We are all Big Mike. (laughs) So what, what ends up happening to Big Mike? Oh, Big Mike, buddy. He goes out of his house. Um, yes. and he sees that a light bulb is burnt out. Yes, that's scary. And he's like, oh, no, no, no. And he gets a new light bulb and he changes the light bulb just in time. Uh, and then he gets eight anyways. Yeah. The, so the monster is really the strata bylaw officer. Yeah. Ugh. No, well, it's not. What? The monster is created by. The strata bylaw officer. Yeah, it's not him. Oh, he's the muscle. The monster's the muscle. Yeah, the monster was created through Eastern mysticism. <laughs> he, the monster's the one who knocks on your doors like, I see you've installed some French doors. 
<laughs> yes. Those are disturbing and not allowed. I'm going to pummel you to death with my garbage fists. <laughs> and then clean up afterwards. Uh-huh. Uh, that are, when we bought into this strata, when we bought the townhouse, uh, I would say two weeks later we went to our first strata meeting where the oldest people alive were complaining that someone illegally put in some French doors in the back of their house. That's their business. Not even the front. Like what you do in the back of your house. That's your business. (laughs) You know that piggy number? I just did in the back of my house. My all my six titties were just out and I was gyrating all over. That's my business. That's your business. (laughs) Now I actually I forgot I had a story about this episode. Oh what? Yeah. Um, the writer of this episode was inspired to write it. Because he moved to a planned community in New York, and he was not done moving in time for the bylaws, and he was fined $1,000. $1,000. And he was so mad, he wrote an episode of The X-Files about it. (laughs) Is this like, oh gosh, what was your town's newspaper, Bouquets and... Beefs and Bouquets? Yes. Is this just a Vincent Bouquet's, like, letter to your newspaper? It's a big steaming beef. (laughs) I mean, I get it. I was looking through stories after this episode of, like, weird bylaws and stuff, and some of them are just, it's so, it's so sad that people need that much control over other people and are so, like, sterile about it. Yeah. You know? There was a couple in... So, the two I found in Vancouver, one was the townhouses do not want children drawing on the streets with chalk. Because that's vandalism. Oh, my vandalism. God. That's vandalism. And that that's happened vandalism? Like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, that was, like, in the last two weeks or two months or so, I saw that pop out. The other one is... There was a condo tower that did not allow any dogs you couldn't carry. And um, one of the people had a golden retriever. And so he walked into, he was being fined because they said, oh, your dog's too big. He walked into the fucking strata meeting carrying his fucking dog. (laughs) And he's like, bitches, I like, I'm following the fucking rules. I carry my dog. Yeah, jeez. Ugh. Wow. I know. It's the worstest. You know what I say? I say no rules. Let's not no have rules. any rules. No, no rules. rules. Just, just right. right. <laughs> you want a That's sexy why- pig out the front lawn? Do it. Every strata, every community in the world should work by uh, Olive Garden rules. <laughs> that, uh, okay. Whoa. That's Wait. Outback Steakhouse? That's Outback Steakhouse. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Olive Garden's rules are, when you're here, you're family. Yeah, that's true. That's a good rule, though. That is, you know what? We should just go by, every strata rule should just be fast, fun food rules. Yeah, I think that's totally right. So, And then I would go live in the Outback Steakhouse community. (laughs) So, number one, no rules, just right. Uh Uh-huh. But number two, when you're here, you're family. And then is there a three? Um, uh, uh, 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me start over again. Okay. Rule number one. No rules, just right. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, like, you do what you want, but do it right. Yeah, just do it right. Rule number two in this fast food stra- strata that we are now presidents of, um, uh-huh. when you're here, you're family. Yeah. So that kind of, like, works with rule one. You can do whatever you want, but remember, you're living with your family. Yeah, just treat them, treat them kind. Uh, now, number three, uh, uh, my personal favorite rule, think outside the bun. You gotta think outside the bun. <laughs> when you're solving problems with your neighbors, you gotta think outside the bun. Think outside the bun. You know what? That's so, that's such good advice, because when you think outside the bun, just anything could happen. Uh, and my, my fourth and final rule is, uh, finger licking good. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, now, just listen, Allison, you gotta be so good, you're gonna be finger-licking. Oh, this is getting, this is getting into a no. weird horny territory. No, well, hey, you live in my strata, is gonna get horny. <laughs> That's true, that's very true, yeah. So those are, those are the fast food strata laws. Yeah, I like that. And then, but all we we all live in like abandoned fast food franchises that we've turned into really dope homes. Yes, correct. Well, where do you think you know all those closed pizza huts? Uh huh. That's that's where we live. We just transplant them all into one neighborhood. Correct. Correct. Yes. I love it. Right. Oh, so good. Okay, let's finish up this episode. I'm bored with it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a boring one. So Mulder and uh, Scully talk to, I just, I forget who they're talking to, but I know they're on the couch and Mulder is touching Scully in a way that is just aggressive. The way he's engulfed her is scary. Do you remember who they were talking to? (laughs) That wasn't when they were having dinner, was it? I remember they were on a couch. I don't remember that at all. Well... Okay. I just remember, oh, maybe they're talking to Leslie Nielsen? Oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. When Mulder wants to put in his basketball hoop. Right, 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 right. Yes, and Leslie Nielsen says, sorry, the rules are the rules. Are you keeping finger licking good, my friend? And Mulder's like, yeah. And then Scully's (laughs) taping it and, again, gathering evidence for her sexual harassment suit. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. is this before or after the good boy? Oh, this is before. Let's get into that good boy Let's right now. Let's talk about the now. good boy. Go ahead. Okay, so Mulder and Scully, they go for dinner at their neighbor's house, and they talk about, I don't know, some bullshit, whatever, who cares? And um, and then there, there's a good boy. Yes. Oh, the goodest boy? There's a good little boy, uh, and he's a little chihuahua. Mm-hmm. And his name is... Um, I don't it's remember. Scruffy. It's Scruffy. Scruffy. His name's Scruffy. And then now, uh, I I want to do want to kind of circle back to this name. Scruffy is not a good name for that dog. No, that dog's not Scruffy at all. That's that dog's a, at least a Peabody. That dog's a smooth boy. He's a smooth good boy. So they take him for a walk, and yes. he runs into a storm drain. It style. He just fucking runs straight down that drain rather than deal with these fucking incessant straight people. So Scruffy just fucking gives her. Yeah. And, 
Okay, I want to just pop into the mind of Scruffy. Uh-huh. Why? 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 Well, okay, so dogs... Yeah. ...fucking love garbage. That... Hey, it is true. And that storm drain? Yeah. Full of garbage. Mmm. Yes. So Scruffy's so like, he- oh, damn, I smell that. I'm gonna get me some. Mmm, I'm gonna roll right into it. Now, they get Scruffy out, but he is covered... Oh, this poor dog. Yeah, he's a good boy, but he's also a shithead. <laughs> he got all that good, good garbage on his face. He go yep. lick it right off. Mmm, boy, howdy. <laughs> but Scully gets a sample first, don't worry. The Okay, how she gets a sample is the saddest thing. <laughs> Just wipes it off. She Well, it's this poor dog, it's this poor actor dog who, you know, he's get paid in, like, bones, I guess. <laughs> and he gets just, like, smeared with shit on, all over his face. And Scully just takes, like, a paper towel and just wipes his head. And this dog looks the most miserable I've ever seen of any dog. It was dog. Pretty, pretty pathetic, yeah. So she's going to send the samples off. Meanwhile, Mulder is trying to just, like goat the monster or in, in into seeing something yeah right? i will say my favorite part of this sequence so what he does is he like he puts a flamingo on his lawn and it disappears and then he knocks his mailbox over and he's waiting to see if the mailbox is gonna get fixed yeah. um and while he's doing it he drinks a whole thing of tropicana yes and then he this is some of my favorite acting from david Duchovny. <laughs> he looks uncomfortable yeah. He looks at the Tropicana carton. Yeah. He uh wiggles uncomfortably. He opens the top of the Tropicana carton a little bit and yes. then he stops and thinks better of it. And then he goes to the washroom. Great acting. It was a bold choice. Now, did he bring that Tropicana uh carton into the bathroom with him? <laughs> yeah, and then he just peed in it and then he just left it there. No, he put it right straight back in the fridge. Oh, gross! (laughs) That was, it was actually the best part of this. Scruffy was pretty good. But that that little thing, it was a little slice of life. The um, other thing I liked is when he, the shot when you put the flamingo out. I thought that was a really interesting shot. That was a cool shot, yeah. Yes. Um, So, So Scully. Go ahead. Skelly comes back with her her samples. Yes. Um, and uh, she tells Mulder that, you know, it's what we've been saying all along. It's yes. just ketchup. Uh-huh. There's Wait. no blood, just ketchup. Who is throwing that much fucking ketchup down the storm drain? I don't know, but they're idiots because that stuff's like red gold. <laughs> you put that on anything. You can put it on anything. That's weird that people throw ketchup away. Don't yeah. they just, like, scrape and it? And brush bristles. Well, that I get. But, like, don't you just lick your plate? If you got ketchup on your plate, you just lick it right off, right? Yeah, just like, just like, uh, just rule like number four. would. And rule number four, finger licking good. Yeah, there you go. No ketchup in our storm drains, not in our uh, community. Uh. Thank you. <laughs> rule number four takes great care of that so after all this fucking kerfuffle Mulder decides to get serious and he just starts fucking digging up the front yard yeah cause he 
Now he saw um who was it that disappeared or there was oh uh he had been playing basketball and then the wife the next door neighbor's wife oh that's was right watching him and then and then the poop monster came and scared her yeah and then he chased after it and saw it go into the ground yeah so he realized that there's like weird holes in everyone's lawn and he started just digging up the lawn with an excavator uh-huh uh and this is what really sets this trash monster on a rampage yeah now is this trash monster like uh shit piss and like garbage humunculus yeah, I believe that's the case. Okay. So the best humunculus ever. But he's also a thought form. <laughs> oh god. So is so this is when uh Scully's at the house while yeah. Mulder confronts poor man's Leslie Nielsen. Exactly. Scully's at the house and the little shit homunculus, garbage homunculus, is very upset because his whole job is, you know, to make sure that the strat is perfect. Mm-hmm. And that one, mm-mm-mm, no thank you. So he goes up and climbs the stairs to find Scully. But then yeah. Big Mike is there. Big Mike is there. He has clawed his way out of the storm drain. He is covered in garbage and ketchup uh and he does something that i laughed at but was also upset by which is that he physically picks up skelly and puts her in a closet (laughs) and where did big mike go oh big mike is outside the closet just taking her gun and shooting an entire clip into the garbage monster before being i guess killed Eaten? We hey, it's never covered. It's not covered. We don't know where Big Mike goes. Uh and then while this is happening, Mulder is confronting poor man's Leslie Nielsen, and this is the the Mulder magic where he just takes a big shot of the dark of what actually is going on, and yeah. he concludes that poor man's leslie nielsen has called out like a far east spirit to do his bidding and now Mm -hmm. has lost control of it yeah he bound it to the the regulations of the the planned community and now they all live in fear of it now i wonder the the thing that i was actually watching for is did you see that very good lamp in leslie nielsen's house I did not see the good lamp. Oh, let me describe it to you, because Skinner's going to come in and steal that lamp. Oh, he's taking all the lamps. Oh, so good. It was very Pier 1, Never, first of all. Uh, it was like a big lantern with, like, golden see-through, like, stained glass. And so Ooh. it was on, and it just, like, cast really cool shadows on the wall. And that's all I looked at for the entire scene. That's a good lamp, though. It's a That's very it. good lamp. Hey, do 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 lamp watch. <laughs> there's there's some good ones in here. Nice. Uh, how does this motherfucker end, Allison? Okay, so Mulder takes uh, poor man's Leslie Nielsen, <coughs> and he chains him to the mailbox. And all the while, Leslie Nielsen is like, oh, "I'm gonna do. You're gonna be paying your paychecks directly to my pocket if you try to take me to court." It's like you don't. Do you even know how the FBI works? You don't. That's not how it works, but whatever. 
It's it's white. It's th- vaguely threatening white guy speech, my dude. Yeah. And then Just Mulder like, goes upstairs. I'm going to call the police. <laughs> yeah. Um, Mulder goes upstairs to find Scully in the closet, uh, breaks a couple bars of the closet so he can see her, leaves her in the closet. Um, goes <laughs> Stay right back there, downstairs. Scully. Yeah, he goes back downstairs uh, to confront the garbage monster who um, has who kills Leslie Nielsen. Um, yes. Because Leslie Nielsen is chained to the mailbox, and that's not okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. So he, the, he's murdered by his own thought form, and then yes. as it's about to murder Mulder, it falls apart because it's the guy that created it died. And then we get a two-line voiceover from Scully, and that's the end of the episode. Yes. Now, Allison, that's how it ended, but uh, I want to hear how it should have ended. Oh, I can help you out with that. Chris Carter and friends, I know you tried real hard, but you shed the bed again on this one. Nothing to fear, Courtney and Allison are here To clean up the mess that you've done It's how it should have ended If you weren't so fucking bad at writing Noise uh, So how it, it should have ended um, Is that uh, Scully actually yes. um, is filming the whole time Not just for that one scene And she does ah. get all of the sexual harassment on tape and okay. uh, she does take it to the FBI's HR department. At this point, we've kind of departed from the actual plot of the episode, and we're more into the general plot of the X-Files. Yeah, so it just kind of adds on. This is adding on to the episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she does, well, Mulder's, you know, up to his shenanigans. She's actually just going to the HR department and like, are you seeing the, what this guy is saying to me? Like, I know we're undercover, but, you know, it's just the two of us. It's really, he padded the bed while he was in it. Yes. That's not okay. Yes. Um, and then uh, they. this is actually the point at which the X-Files ends and she gets a huge settlement and um, goes on to do whatever the fuck she wants. And there's a spinoff where it's just Scully being a fucking amazing ER nurse. And then it turns into ER, the greatest show of the 90s. Thank you. And Big Mike is there and he's alive. <gasps> and Big Mike is there and he's alive. And you know what? He decides to be a doctor. I think. I forget what he was. Maybe an EMT. But he's there. So anyways, basically all of the X-Files so far up to season six, episode 15 has been like a backdoor pilot for the ER. Yes, and also collecting evidence for this sexual harassment trial. Which did go in Scully's favor, so yay! Yes, yay! And you know what? Skinner wanted her to collect it, so set this whole thing up. Yeah, it went really well. Oh, I wish that's how it should have ended, Allison. (laughs) Good job. Thank you. Um, Do you want to do some ratings? Let's rate it. I rate it on a spooky scale. One is I'm going to have a nap. Five is I will never sleep. I'm actually going to give this like a two because the monster did remind me of that one red ghoul monster from the pool from Are You Afraid of the Dark? Oh, the pool ghoul. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's how like we say it now. The pool ghoul. The pool ghoul. Uh, I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means, hey, great up. That was really good, and I enjoyed it, and I thought it was well done. All the way to My Struggle Part 3, which is the worst episode we've ever seen. Um, yes. And I'm going to give this a seven. Just, like, boring, and it wasn't very good, and yeah, it's just kind of run-of-the-mill blah. It was better than the other ones that we had to deal with, I guess. Yeah. Recently. Better than the last one. Yeah. Okay. How can the Space Cadets get a hold of us, Allison? 
Oh, uh, Space Cadets, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at doublexfiles. That's double spelled out, D-O-U-B-L-E. And on Tumblr at fuckyeahdoublexfiles. And we'd love to hear from you. And if you really want to help us out, you can write us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes. Now, I do want to do some predictions. But before that... Um, I gotta get ready. I have to go out on my dog walk, making mm-hmm. sure my dog gets walked so and making sure he does not run in the storm drain and cover himself in poop. So I need a podcast to really like hone into. What kind of podcast should I do that with, Allison? Oh, you should try this one. Back in history class, did you ever take a step back from that textbook you were reading and just think to yourself, man? These people are very dumb. Hi, my name is Eric McAdams, and I have a podcast for you. It's called Big Time Whoopsies, and every other Wednesday on the Major Cast Network, I tell a guest, and you, the listener, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Big Time Whoopsies. People are dumb, and history can prove it. Oh, my dog Scruffy will love that one. Brought to you by the Major Cast Network, of which we're <laughs> a part. I'll put little earbuds in his ears and I'll just walk him around and he's like, woof, woof, Major Cast, Aww, yes. Cute. Okay. Predictions. Um, who, oh, it's your turn to predict, right? Yeah. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Allison, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. So, Allison, let's uh, recount our points, actually, before we start predictions. Cool. So, I have two points, maybe two and a half, maybe? You have... I think you have two and a half. I have two and a half. You have one and a half, I believe. That's correct. Yes. So I predicted that this would be about Mulder and Skelly going into an arcade and having a Tron-like adventure. Uh-huh. That did not come into fruition yet. That did not pan out, no. Uh, so I don't get any points, so it's up to you to really take the lead with this one. Okay. Allison, season six, episode 16, Alpha. Alpha. Yes. Okay, Alpha. Okay, 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 okay. Werewolves. <gasps> werewolves? I'm going to say werewolves. I'm not saying there's an Alpha, Beta, Omega situation going on, but I'm saying there's at least an Alpha, and it, there maybe he's gone rogue. Oh, okay. And so have Skelly, to... you have to suss out who's the rogue werewolf. Oh, so it's like a giant game of werewolf in a, like in a town, only for realsies. Yeah! Oh, I like it. Okay. Do you want to do like a half point for werewolf and a half point for what What should be the other half point? Uh, the other half point is if uh, it's like a whodunit, but who who a werewolf. Who, <laughs> who a werewolf. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Good, good. Excellent. Okay. That's it. I'm ready to get out of here. Are you ready to get out of here, Allison? I'm ready to get right out of here. Okay. Until next time, the truth truth is is out out there. there. Now, Allison, I'll totally cut this out, but uh, I want to know, have you peed in the shower yet? No. No.
You're not going to cut this out, are you? <laughs>